0: This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is MMA fighter Jesse James Kazakowski, who is currently three and zero. Jesse, how's it going?
1: It's going great, man. Just waking up, have my morning coffee.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you coming That's my on. Day. That's the
1: ritual every morning.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're no problem. Man. So, let's just jump right into it. How did you get into mixed martial arts?
1: I started mixed martial arts when I was very little. Um, Most people, you know, start out, you know, five, six years ago, three years ago, two years ago. I started when I was little, like real little. I was like four years old. I was blessed to have my father. Um, My father, he started martial arts back in like the 1960s. So, I've just been working with him since I was little. And now I've just taken it to a whole new level. Now I'm 3-0. I went 5-0 as an amateur. And... Here we are. Just took it from you know the
0: very bottom and just brought it to the top. Yeah, definitely. I think once you get bigger and bigger, I think that's going to be the intriguing story that your father been in the game for so long. Mm-hmm. And, uh And yeah, what age did you know like you wanted to go pro, and like when did you know you were like good enough to like be pro? So I mean, you know, everybody,
1: you know, has some stories of so You know, I want to, I do this. You know, I did want to do that, those things uh, when I was very small. But I, I would, I would say it wasn't until I really started, you know, competing when I was like age eight. Uh, I went to my first tournament and I went home. I didn't, I didn't take first. I actually took, so I took a third place trophy home and a fourth place trophy home. I went to this Dragon Flair tournament. And ever since I competed that first day, I, w- I was just hooked. I was like, damn, I need to compete all the time. I just wanted to compete, compete, compete. I remember um, that by age 10, I won my first tournament. And that's when I was like, yeah, like, I, I knew what I was at. I was like, I-, I could I could definitely do this, you know. And yeah. then uh, I remember I went home that day, and they had the, uh, I-, I believe it was Kimball Slice versus Ken Shanak on TV. And that was like a long time ago. It was a big fight for the time. It was kind of like, you know not equal to but, you know, it kinda of like uh, McGregor versus Aldo or something, you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. was watching it. You were at MMA fan, you were watching it. And I remember watching that and I was like, you know, I'm, i knew if I got older I was like I could be somebody like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like I was just I wanna stay with this. So um when I started competing in the amateurs as I as I was going one 0 2 and oh, three 0 I just knew I'm like I'm I'm pro. I'm going all the way with this.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And like you said, you, you went 5-0 and as an amateur, and then what What was the moment, like, you and your team decided, like, it was time to go pro? Uh,
1: after my Pat Casey fight, you know, I, it was a it was a big lead-up to the fight. Um, yeah. I had, a lot of people don't know what happens behind the scenes, but I had a lot of injuries throughout my amateur career. I had a lot of people that pulled out when I wasn't injured. I even caught the, the fucking mumps, you know, of all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was eradicated in the 1970s, but, I caught the mumps, that prevented me from fighting one time. Uh, I believe it was June of twenty seventeen. So I couldn't fight so many different times. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? This probably doesn't even happen in the pro games. And I knew I was already at that level. I was going to I've gone to other gyms and I was competing, you know, very well if not beating pro fighters, you know what I mean? So I was like, let's go pro. Gotcha, let's gotcha. take
0: it to the next level. Yeah, I remember I remember when you got the mums and I was like, What the hell? Like that's like an old sickness.
1: Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't understand. I even got vaccinated and everything for it, yeah. but sometimes
0: I guess uh, the doctor said it could still slip through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. then going into your first pro fight, what was what was that experience like?
1: It was a good experience, you know. Um, it, it was cool because, you know, I went out there. It was on, like, a, a stage that I fought on before, so it wasn't like it was really, like, any different than uh, any other of my fights. You know, I fought a Mohegan Sun multiple times. I uh, mm-hmm. had already been there, so I was like, "I've been there, done that." I just went out there and did what I was doing throughout my amateur career. Go out there, and I actually won with one of the same moves that I won with, I believe, in my previous amateur fights too. I won with a shoulder lock from Jessica Tommy, so it was it was all very familiar to me. It wasn't like I was in like a different environment or anything, but I knew right there I was just like, "Yeah, let's let's keep it going, let's keep it rolling."
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now could you explain to me like what your specialty is like in mixed martial arts?
1: Um, I would say my specialty is a mixed martial arts is being, you know, a well-rounded fighter, you no. know, um, there's a lot of fighters that, you know, they're good, they're good in one area, they're good in this area. You know, I consider myself to be a complete, you know, mixed martial artist. Like I'm, I'm good with my striking, you know, I'm good on the ground. I've won. If you look at my typology, I've yeah. won all of my fights, you know, by submission, you know, so I'd say I'm, Obviously, you know, more atone to the grappling, but I wouldn't consider myself just a grappler, though. It's not like I'm like i I'm not like a Damien Maio, just go out there and, you know, just, take you to the, just try to take you to the ground. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm everywhere. I, I work every day. I work my striking probably twice as hard as my ground game. You know, I've just yeah. been doing ground so long. I've been training in grappling terms. I've been doing grappling tournaments since I was, you know, eight years old. So when you're doing grappling for since you've been eight years old, it's just kind of like ingrained in your system.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when, when I first discovered you, I thought you were going to be, like, a big striker. Just because you're, like, big. Uh-huh. And then I saw, like, your style, and I was like, wow, this guy's, like, super technical. Like, it's crazy. Uh-huh. I appreciate that, my mess. So, your last fight was on Bellator 216, and then uh-huh. I know that was still at Mohegan, but what was it, like, different from the other pro fights? Now, that, the Bellator fight was different.
1: I, yeah. fe- I felt different under the lights. I felt like uh, I was more... I don't know. I just, I just felt like a different person. Like I was in there for like a greater purpose than mm. I was in my in my previous fights, actually. You know, I had fought the Mohegan Sun before, but some about those lights above, I just felt like, you know, I, I was, I was there, you know, for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I loved the experience. The crowd was crazy, and you know, the noises, everything. I, I just really took it in, and I, I enjoyed it while I was doing it. I would say. Compared to my Mohegan experiences with reality fighting, it was definitely a much bigger, bigger moment for me. I would say it was probably the biggest moment in my career.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Can you take me like through that fight and like how you got the rear naked chokehold to finish him?
1: Yeah. So everybody was telling me that like this uh, Rodolfo Rocha guy, they were saying that he was going to come out swinging. You know, he's got a hard right hand. You know, he lets his shots go. So I get out there, expecting. I was keeping nice long rangey. You know, I was keeping my distance, from my lead hand, my, my lead foot was right there, ready to counter. And he wasn't throwing nothing. I'm like, dude, he's doing the opposite of what I was training for this whole camp. And then I was just like, all right, I'm going to make things happen. Start popping my jab out there, land the jab, land the sidekick, move around. All of a sudden, I saw the takedown. I was like, I'm going to take him down. Took him down. Boom. And a lot of people were like, why is he taking down a BJJ black belt? But I had no where my levels at was who I was training with throughout that camp. I was training with black belts, brown belts, everything throughout that whole camp anyway. So I already knew him. Sure. I already knew I was ready for a BGJ black bag one, and I wouldn't take a fight if I knew I couldn't handle it anyways, but I was, I was in there fighting, and I remember in the second round, I landed a huge elbow, that huge elbow opened them up, and I, that basically was, that's basically what allowed me to slip
0: in the room and control. Yeah, definitely, and uh, like I saw on, on Twitter, you went, a, you went a little viral on there, and what, was there any like anything that stood out to you, like anybody that reached out or anything?
1: Um, not, not in particular, just, I'm just happy that I was able to get the experience, you know. Yeah. I would actually, uh, went along with going into Bellator, but the, uh, the contract deals that they had, I, I just didn't want to take that. I felt that the best move was to go over to CES for May 31st, because it just seemed to have more opportunities. I'm looking even bigger than Bellator now, I'm looking, I'm looking at the UFC, the big stage, you know, but once I won this fight, you know, going to the big stages, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking UFC contender series.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like going into a fight, do you look up film on your opponents?
1: Uh, yes. I don't really hide when when I look at film. It would be yeah. stupid of somebody not to look at film. And you know, if you yeah. you gotta you gotta know what the opponent's bringing to the table. Now, I don't sit there, you know, and study film all day long yeah, or anything yeah. like that. You know, when I look at a guy, see his habits. You know, I see his habits, whether they're good or bad. You know, and then uh, I train can camp. You know, based off of what the other thing, understand. But at the same time, I'm always, I'm not always focused on that, but they're going to do their specific thing. Look at my last fight. You know, the guy, I expected to come out aggressively. He was staying back like he didn't want to engage with the striking and he didn't want to engage with the grappling, you know? So yeah. I, I, you really can't trust film at the end of the day. The opponent could change up their whole style. Yeah. I've had that happen actually a couple times where I've studied an opponent and he was crazy, you know, crazy wild. Soon He goes in there and, you know, he's tight, he's technical, you know, he's punching down the pipe. That's why you should always be sparring with different bodies in the gym, getting different looks and getting looks, whether they're wild, whether they're, you know, whether right down the pipe with their punches, you know, Mm -hmm. technical strikers, everything, you know, you got to fight different styles, you know, karate, Muay Thai, you know, BJJ, wrestlers, you know, it's it's all
0: got to, you got to be used to everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird uh, when I hear fighters say they don't watch film, and I kind of feel like it's a, a lie. Like I feel like if there is film available, why wouldn't you watch it? I feel like there's guys that lie
1: about it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. They, you know,
0: they they want to act like they're like they don't need to study film. You know, oh, it's yeah, kind
1: of yeah. which is kind of ignorant, in my opinion. you yeah. it, it would be stupid not to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That means 2019. We got YouTube. <laughs> I got nothing to hide myself. I got like 60. I
0: got like 60 videos of my yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You got plenty to study on me, but at the end of the day, I don't care because I'm always working different stuff in the gym. I'm always training different stuff. You know, when I'm in the gym, I'm you know I'm constantly learning, constantly growing. I'm never working the same things over and over.
0: Yeah, definitely. And going into your fight, you got it May, May 31st, CES 56. You're fighting Ryan Jett, who is 4 and 5. And how do you see this fight playing out?
1: Yeah, I'm not looking the guy over. He's you know, he's four and five, but he fought nothing but tough guys. You know, in his amateur career he only had a great bad loss as an amateur. So I know that he's gonna be definitely my toughest opponent. Yeah, he has the most experienced mm-hmm. I don't have any opponent that I've more. So I'm going in there, you know, calm, cool, collected, you know, ready to get the job done. But I'm gonna be definitely careful. He has got power in both hands, he's got snapping bullet punches. At the end of the day anybody can get knocked out. You know, when you're in there, when you when you have four out gloves on, swing, swinging at you, anything can happen.
0: So I'm just going to do the same thing I've been doing. You know, go in there, nice and relaxed, poised, and just do what I always do. Yeah, definitely. How do
1: you like stay relaxed in a in a fight, though? I feel like at this point, it's just experience. You yeah. know, I've been doing it so long that I really don't think I could be unrelaxed. I, when I go in there, I'm just I'm at home. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's kind of like my second home. It's like. Kind of like the way I describe the gym as my home. You know, when I'm in the cage, that's my home. I'm, I'm in there; that's that's where I live for that moment.
0: Definitely, definitely. Speaking of home, what is, what's it going to feel like to fight uh, even closer to home this time in Hartford? It's going
1: to feel great, man. I'm already selling tons of tickets. Yeah. I know CES; you're going to be happy about that. I'm already selling. Yeah, I'm selling lots of tickets. Uh, everybody's hitting me up. It's it's real cool, man. I like prefer she find a Mohegan son, that to be mean, but. Uh, Mohegan Sun's Mohegan Sun, you know you could yeah, yeah. go out to, you know people like going to the casino, you know there's so much to do at the casino, but it's going it's going to be cool though to go to the, the Connecticut Convention Center. I believe it's the second only the second time yep. that they've had it there so far, so it's going it's going to be a cool experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. And for those like who don't know, like tell me like, what a training camp is like.
1: Um, I mean it's. It's, it's got a lot of goods. It's got a lot of bads. Um, you know, it's a training camp. You know, it's it's a struggle, but at the end of the day, it, pay, it pays off. I would say, you know, it's it's just multiple training sessions. You know, but what, a lot of what people don't understand though, it's a lot of recovery too. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know ice baths. You know, stretching. You know, rolling out, massage. You know, cryotherapy sessions. You know, sauna, everything. You know, you're you got you got to recover in between those sessions. This, you know. It, It's like a rush, you know. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. going one thing to the next to the next. You know, it's it's busy. You're staying busy all throughout camp.
0: Yeah, definitely. What are your goals for uh, 2019?
1: For 2019, yeah, I would say contender series, man. Honestly, you know, I get let's say I'm gonna get this win. You know, May 31st. Then let's say I get another fight right after that. They offer me another fight. Win that one. You know, if they offer me one more, take that one. Get get another win. Uh, I'm sure UFC's going to be knocking on my door for a contender series
0: shot. 100%. Yeah, definitely. That'd be dope. Yeah,
1: that'd be sick. That's that's really what I'm looking looking for.
0: Definitely. All right, so you ready for some fun questions? They're going to go from average to savage. Cool, brother. Hit <laughs> me with them. What's your playlist like when you're training? My
1: playlist? Yeah. Um, it's basically make rap and hip-hop, I would say when I'm training, because, I don't know, some hip-hop or rap gets me because it it's up to train. Yeah, so yeah, you might have, like, a, little bit of some there. Uh, I might throw a little bit of Kendrick. Uh, okay. a, little bit, a little bit of everything, man. I, I really appreciate all rap and hip, a lot of
0: rap and hip hop. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Who was your favorite fighter growing up?
1: I would say GSP. I always well either GSP or Fedor, man. Fedor was like shit. That was the. He was like the MMA guy to me when I was a little. I would watch him and I'd be like, damn, this version motherfucker is knocking everybody out. My instrument and everybody, I used to watch him. And I was just, I don't know, I wanted to be like Fedor when I was little, when I was a little kid. My dad <laughs> used to really uh, like Fedor style too because he was sambo.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I appreciated that he was like a different, he was like a different style. You know, all the all the guys back then were all Muay Thai BJJ, and you got this guy from Russia who was coming in. But I always appreciated GSP, too, because GSP was always a technical striker, and he could wrestle. He learned how to wrestle after, after I believe, he, he lost the fight, and then he learned how to, how to wrestle after that. So I I always appreciated both of those fighters, I'd say, the most.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Those are two good ones. Uh, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not training?
1: Well, I'm not training. I actually, uh, I really like hiking. I like, I like the outdoors, man. I Appreciate the outdoors. I like to draw. I'm, I'm actually, people a lot of people don't know, but I like art. Uh, well, ever since I was growing up, actually, my family thought I was probably gonna become an artist because I, I, I was drawing like all the time when I was so I, I took art classes, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's dope.
1: I just kind of keep on the low because I'm always training now. You know, I'm training 24 yeah. seven, so that was kind of my life now.
0: Gotcha uh who's one guy that you'd want to fight dead or alive one
1: guy i want to fight dead or alive Hmm. i never thought of that <laughs> i don't know. You know that's a hard question i don't know I, to be honest i don't really i don't really want to fight anybody It's just you know if it happens it happens yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. gotcha <laughs> i
1: don't i don't i don't ever go damn i want to fight that
0: guy all right, Well, right let's say would you want? say like would you want to like train with like gsp
1: yeah, definitely. I would definitely go train with uh, GSP. Actually, my boy Steve, yeah. he used to, uh, he used to hang out. Hey, was. We were trying to go up for a long year, but uh, and, and never, we never ended up following through with it and going to do it. But I would definitely go
0: train, train, with GSP. That'd be sick. Gotcha. And last one: Would you rather give up MMA or have a million dollars?
1: Um, rather give up MMA or have a million dollars? I would say I, I wouldn't give up MMA for a million dollars. To be honest, because yeah. I know. You know, down the line. I mean, even though MMA fighters doesn't seem like they make that much, down the line, though, you, you really do, you know, make pay. You know, if you're winning, if you're winning fights all the time, you, if you win a UFC you know, championship, you know, belt or championship, you're rolling in some dough. So I would say I would stick with MMA over a million dollars.
0: For sure, for sure. That's how I figured your answer was going to be. I had to test you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got to be the
0: lotto, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you calling.